Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. I would like to sort of bring Sanjay you now in. You sort of heard, uh, you know, both Sumit and Nitin. Uh, Sumit alluded to the fact that, and I think what he meant with trustless economy, essentially that there did not necessarily be a legal tender or a third party really sanctioning and saying that this has a legality attached to it. But the flip side to that argument really is that, you know, when in the world of Web 1.0 or 2.0, we are dealing with soft conversations and messages. But here you are dealing with money and uh, money where, which is used to buy goods and services. It is a much more uh, daily essential, if you will. I mean, the entire economy is centered around money. So when you see pushback from regulators, Sanjay, what really are the questions playing out in their minds? Uh, how do you think, how much are they justified in those arguments? And when you hear a passionate investor like Nitin, a passionate entrepreneur like Sumit making the case, where can the meeting point really be? It's a bit complicated uh, and I'll try and explain uh, to the best of my ability in, in, a, in a short time. See, there is, uh, it is called virtual currency but we really need to understand it is probably not currency in its truest form uh, because currency and and that's the whole genesis of this legal versus tech uh, uh, discussion and nitin mentioned you really need to be 24/7 into it if you if you legislate some something today for instance on 16th of april uh, 16th of may it may be slightly obsolete to regulate what what they're trying to do and and that's been the problem with regulating innovation generally if you try to regulate innovation but innovation by its very nature will form something else in in a few months time now in cryptocurrency where regulators are uh, i think globally not only in india are facing a general issue is how to categorize it in the traditional system that's very difficult it is currency in some form it could be argued to be a derivative it could be argued to be a digital good it could be argued to be some form of security or arguably it is probably a mix of all of them right and that and each one of them if you see has a very robust and a very detailed system of governance legislations which have developed over centuries right and to culminate all of them and for instance in india each one of them has a separate regulator and therefore if you classify it as any one of them that regulator and those regulations sort of come into play if you classify it as a mix of all uh, or mix of some then all of them will have to put their heads together see how in the traditional system they can attribute what uh, characteristic to what aspects and that really is a problem generally for cryptocurrencies across the globe in india the problem gets slightly more compounded because india has what we call capital controls we have exchange controls indian rupee is not fully convertible like the dollar is or some other currencies are which basically means to get the rupee out of india or to get foreign capital into india and to convert them into rupee uh, it's a it's a monitored process in simple terms and that is monitored by the reserve bank of india very tightly uh, because india has not opened up completely in that sense and cryptocurrency by its very nature is agnostic to 
ट्रेडिशनल जूरिस्टिक्शन एंड ट्रेडिशनल बाउंड्रीज ऑफ नेशन स्टेट एक्सेट्रा एंड दैट पोज इज अनदर लेयर ऑफ कॉम्प्लिकेशन फॉर इंडिया एज एन इकोनॉमी टू सॉर्ट ऑफ वेलकम इट विद ओपन आर्म्स हैविंग सेट दैट आई थिंक द लार्जर मैसेज एंड विच इज वॉट वी ऑल बिलीव हियर द गवर्नमेंट हैज रियलाइज ओवर द पास्ट फ्यू मंथस और सो is that we cannot really stay away from uh, regulating it or or completely banning it that i think everybody now across the spectrum in india acknowledges is n- probably not a solution which is why you saw 3 weeks back the government actually asked companies to declare their crypto investments to declare how much money have they received from other people for crypto investment etc and our belief is that uh, this is being done for government to collect data as to how much is the crypto exposure for companies to begin with and then probably take an informed call as to what the best way to sort of regulate it uh, i'll finish by one last piece that i personally believe in having been part of the legal uh, evolutionary cycle in india about about this regime i think the the only way the government can effectively uh, control the usage of uh, cryptocurrencies and whatever whatever bad things people hear about crypto world the only way to effectively control that for the government is to regulate it because the moment you ban it like other banned substances etc people try to find ways and means by which it can be done under the radar and that is not good for the country overall okay uh, thanks for that insight uh, essentially what we're trying to say that uh, you know how regulators will play this out i think they also walking a tight rope really sort of catching up with innovation just so fast and trying to sort of tweak with regulation just set in stone i have a question for you namnitin uh, and sumit both of you that why aren't we seeing uh, this kind of noise uh, or this kind of uh, support from the older people in the financial services ecosystem in india making a strong case for it why don't we see a deepak parekh or an uday kotak coming in the front and saying that okay bitcoin is essential for the banking system we need cryptocurrency why aren't you coming forward and doing this why am i only seeing it with an imi you know interested parties interested founders interested funders interested people from the valley making this argument increasingly not that kind of lowers the bar of authenticity for one that is my first question and second is that it is not that this government has been or this country has been averse to the idea of trying new financial products for instance uh, when the entire mutual fund wave really happened which is about 10 years back when i'm really talking about the retail participation we came up with this entire narrative mutual fund safe hai mutual fund sahi hai and some of that uh, you know investor education services if you will was really with the blessings of the government so i want to understand that why aren't we seeing some of those noises for cryptocurrency why is still their pushback from very very revered corners on this one perhaps nitin you can begin and so, then i can get on to submit so, so i think if you divide your question into two parts right the government part yeah i and and i think sanjay also spoke i think all of us are uh, very sympathetic to the idea this is very hard for government so i don't i don't think we should be too critical uh i just i just think it should happen a bit faster that's all uh and it should be an approach of regulating versus banning so that at least experiments are allowed and if you have you know i think people speculating and investing and trading is one thing 
but if it also hampers entrepreneurs and startups who are trying new innovations, maybe even building in India for the global market, that is something we obviously must encourage, right? So, so I think on the government side, uh, it is tough for them. It is understandable that they have been slow to it because there are so many aspects, like Sanjay said, there is, uh, this is the first instance of a frontier technology where you can not regulate it without thinking about the securities markets, the, the startup ecosystem, you know, other capital markets, investors, there is technology and finance mixed. So it's too many aspects. Um, I think on the first part of what you said, important individuals uh, slash celebrities, look, Nandan Nilekani has, has now come out very openly to say at least, you know, crypto plus India stack, right? Now that is a really interesting idea and we can go deeper into it maybe later. Um, so I think it's beginning to happen. Um, I would say why it hasn't happened. It's not really happened in many other countries either. The revolution is led by young people. Um, in India, it would have been good to have some uh, strong party. And I think if you look at regulation of telecoms in the early 2000s, et cetera, and, or the internet ISPs, in India, things moved very fast because one powerful corporation slash family slash individual was able to move it, right? That unfortunately didn't happen for crypto. And it's folks like us and Somet and other, you know, uh, individuals who've been kind of trying our best. Um, as to why it hasn't happened, it's partly, again, the same thing. Older people, it's a different way of thinking. It's also too disruptive for some people, right? They have existing businesses which might be disrupted. And so not everyone wants to, uh, you know, including the large uh, consulting firms and people who usually create the agendas, they all have existing businesses that could be completely disrupted by this wave. So I think there is a bit of that also. Sumit, so, you want to add to what Nitin said? Sure, sure. Nitin, uh, Nitin mentioned very, very interesting points. Just a couple of things I would want to add here because this space is new. It's just like 12, 13 years old space, right? Uh, there's a lot of uh, gap in terms of understanding, right? When we talk about traditional uh, you know, people. So I think because they have not spent much time and we've discussed about it. So a space which is like, 10x faster than any other industry and you have to really be in on top of it to understand what's happening all around so there's a, a clearly a, a gap in terms of understanding about the whole space how things are moving there are multiple variables at play here right in order uh, for you to make a sense of what's happening in in the space so i think one part of that is the education right uh, uh, you know where where people need to maybe spend more time uh, on it or maybe discuss with a lot of people we are of course part of the industry so we keep on discussing with several people both in fiat economy as well as crypto economy right but but uh, you know you mentioned some of the names i think that discussion and that you know uh, uh, knowledge sharing would also help a lot where where we collectively discuss and understand what's happening and and how it can help the traditional industries as well right because the shift may be happening and they have their own businesses the second part is also about this whole chaos and confusion around the regulatory uncertainty. A lot of these people, and I personally know a lot, lot of, you know, big entrepreneurs in India who are very curious and who believe that crypto is going to be the future, but they don't come out and say it openly simply because there's so much of, you know, bad, uh, you know, uh, uh, sentiments around crypto where we are talking about banning, where we're talking about 10 years jail. You know, there was a, in the, in the last draft bill, you would have mentioned about 10 years jail and penalty worth crores of rupees. All of that adds to it, right? And where, for example, if I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and doing my own business why would i come out and say openly that okay you know you know this is this is what i believe in and a lot of people i know who have personally invested in crypto you know personally invest in crypto they don't want to talk about it at all in public domain right they just want to keep it very limited you know so that's that's the sort of thing the where, where indian tech entrepreneurs or indian ecosystem startup ecosystem they are very curious 
they are very excited about what's happening they want to learn a lot so silently it's it's happening you know they they talk within a close circle but but nobody is comfortable talking about it openly i think the shift happened in the last 3 4 months i, I could clearly sh- see the shift where balaji is involved nandan elekani started saying about it you would have vani kola saying about it you know you would have uh, uh, selin from sequoia started to talk about crypto where they have openly mentioned how crypto is the future and how it can help you know in, in terms of shaping up uh, you know and, and in, why india should not miss out the the trend is shifting right two very quick points one is the role of media uh, and again it's 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 i think it's a bit unfortunate that what has happened is for the started i started talking openly about it 3 years ago right but largely the conversation has been about bitcoin and unfortunately there has been so much uh, talk about just that and of course misrepresentation of some facts on both sides frankly uh that that's sort of taken away from the broader point so even the policy makers and everybody's like oh is this used by criminals is this something which people will use to launder money or send money abroad and capital flight all of that which makes the whole discussion come down to some things which i think are the you know the the smaller questions secondly we actually it, we have a good problem in india we our fintech stack is the best in the world so for a lot of people because of the power of upi etc right other countries are actually seeing crypto as a much much bigger improvement i think in india we've been rightfully celebrating the success of our fintech stack uh, and so crypto now presents the alternative to say this is another leap forward right but people are still figuring out like how do we grow our initial india stack all of this uh, so it's a bit the timing wise a bit hard for people to wrap their heads around it right the idea i think people should understand is fintech is great but fintech is incremental because fintech is all building on top of the existing rails that the banking system has this is not incremental this is a leap forward this is actually disruptive right but these these things take okay. time okay uh, that's it of is a good to segue to our concluding round and i would sort of get concluding remarks from each one of you uh, sanjay i would sort of like to bring you in here you know how can we catapult this movement you know on this entire narrative and on cryptocurrency from a third party perspective and somebody's got interested here i personally feel that what this industry really needs to have validation from somebody who is not an interested party you know where you don't have either your money at stake uh, where you are not an interested entrepreneur uh, you need a validation which tells you that that it needs to be as mainstream as mutual funds were second and also laying out the risks out there very clearly the common perception of cryptos right now is that it's a fad which only the gen z or the millennials understand and a quick way to make quicker bucks i think that perception really really needs to go away if this asset class needs to find its place that is the first problem to solve and then once that is solved there, there is no dearth of capital and the retail participation that we are seeing in humongous amounts in the indian stock markets in fact uh, the pandemic and the stock markets have just shown the kind of absolute no correlation that we have between the health of the economy and the stock markets so there are defined markets for this uh, i just sort of want to understand that uh, uh, why is the regulation in this country not giving the love that this asset class deserves maybe uh, and second uh, where do we go from here so i'll sort of end that with you get on to sumit for his concluding remarks and third perhaps nitin i would want to understand from you a very interesting comment that you made that you don't necessarily believe that this is the future of money if you can sort of dwell more on that that what are the aspects of cryptos which uh, you know the fintech can make good use of 
So I'll go over to you, Sanjay, then to Sumit, sure. and then to Nitin. Yeah. Sure. I think uh, why why is the government not giving it the love it deserves is a is, is a very uh, important question. Not sure if I have an answer to that, but I can tell you about my experiences with the government. I've been with I Spirit for past seven years and uh, been involved with the Startup India movement, the India Stack Growth, etc. The, the drone policy that came on. Now, in in all of those, my personal experiences that uh, the government is not averse to new ideas or uh you know venturing into areas which were not heard of so far uh you know companies act has been around for so many years of more than half a decade half half a century and uh, they were they were very very amenable to the idea that there are certain fundamental changes that need to happen for startup founders for instance right founder resorts etc were very important even on capital control side fema side they gave a lot of benefits a lot of exemptions because they realized that this new area and the new set of companies with new new thinking different set of people investors they require a different regime and that took a a bit of time and there was interaction and like sumit said the only way this can happen is by interaction between the industry and the and the government now today if a sumit goes there and explains to the authorities who are also thinking they are also grappling with the same problem now if sumit goes there and explains to them the details of how the system works the controls that can be uh, inserted in my view because it's a longer process it won't happen overnight it'll take months maybe maybe a year or so for effective policy to emerge and we have seen it uh, in new york for instance how it came up and in other jurisdictions how it has taken a lot of time singapore for instance now that has to happen very very soon second second aspect is that i think somebody needs to take charge whether within the government or outside to to clear the bad air around this entire ecosystem you know the we need to start looking at the positives of it so far at least on the regulatory front the focus is on the negatives of it there is a negative money itself can be used negatively it is used negatively in for bad things all across do we ban money we don't ban money right we try and regulate the circulation of money we try to uh, there is there is a system where cryptocurrencies are operating there is an entry point and there is an exit point if you can effectively regulate the entry and exit points within the ecosystem itself there are people like sumit and other uh, tech entrepreneurs who will help you see what's happening in between so as a government if you can regulate entry and exit points at least there there could be a lot of good can that can emerge out of it um last point on i i don't know how much of an impact would that make but uh, people i think it's a it's a chicken and egg situation people who are uh, who 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 are very revered in the system etc they for them to come out in the open and support something like this they also need to understand uh, you know they need to get that comfort that they will not be uh, taken in a bad way or negatively etc because everybody has a reputation to sort of uh, you know uh, this thing and i think we need to create that atmosphere that people can talk freely about it and we need to have more of these conversations for instance about details of cryptocurrency today's discussion was very important and helpful for somebody who uh, who wanted a basic idea about things but i think we need to get into slightly more details and and discuss the intricacies of it so the government and other people can understand it yeah better. sumit off to you now 
Sure. Uh, so I think uh, one of the very interesting point here is, and I personally believe, I think that's one of the gap is the education part, right? Which which we are also in some way trying to solve. Uh, without that, and I I, I can uh, tell you that not everything is good in this space, right? There are always uh, you know uh, also bad things, right? Bad actors, for example, a lot of tokens, uh, you know, people create tokens and you know they just do trading. Something goes up 70, 80 percent. All of those are things are not good for the retail investors, and that's something uh, uh, you know Mr. Anurag Thakur has also mentioned in his interview, right? I think. Uh, one of the solution uh, and then the solution to that is regulation it's not banning it right uh, of course there are both sides to it there are uh, you know positive sides you should uh, you know uh, uh, try to uh, implement and the, all the negative side i think you should try to uh, remove it from the system i think that is the right way forward uh, in terms of the whole regulatory scenario exchanges and other industry players also doing their bit we've been submitting a lot of representations uh, sanjay might be aware of that then ima is working on that we've been talking to a lot of mps a lot of people in the government trying to explain them what what is happening and how but but you know there's a big jump you know leave uh you know big jump in terms of understanding it's very technical in nature not very comfortable right so i think we need to change and industry also uh, you know I, I would like to accept that industry also needs to do a lot of work in terms of making the policy makers understand you know what is the solution so right now we're talking about you know regulate don't ban you know it should not be banned but how how it fits well in the current framework. I think all of that solutions is, is what needs to be presented, right? Because government has, you know, they, they definitely are open to regulating it. Uh, they understand, you know, the risks also involved, but the idea is to, uh, you know, minimize the risk. You can't completely make it zero. You can't completely make it zero. I mean, you can't like with internet also, there are tons of bad things happening even today, but that doesn't mean you just ban the internet. That will just stop all the innovations from happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, having that set, sort of mutual dialogue and discussions will drastically help. Uh, that has not happened in the past. Now, you know, as an industry, we are trying to open that sort of a layer at, you know, mutual dialogue with the industry. But of course, you know, with, with this parliamentary session and, you know, uh, with this, all of this happening, I think it's, it's difficult also and not everyone is open to that idea. I mean, I personally face challenges in terms of if I, if, if we want to, you know, even reach out to RBI or, or finance minister and, and just have one meeting, 30 minutes meeting with them, you know, and tell them how industry is open to the idea of whatever information the government needs. You know, we are, we are more than happy to support that. And as Nitin mentioned, you know, if you control the entry and exit, all of these, most of these problems will be solved. And of course, there are certain areas where we can mutually find a solution. For example, people talk about mining, right? Where electricity consumption, if you look at the data, you'll have the answer. People talk about money laundering. If you look at the data, you will have an answer. So I think a lot of the data is there out there, you know, is there already. It just needs one sort of a dialogue with the government. I think that is what the industry is asking for. Uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, the whole space, I think the industry itself, you know, there's massive amount of interest, but they're very limited companies, very limited entrepreneurs like single digit right exchanges are very limited i think the industry also needs to grow a lot more in size and and there are you know uh not 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 many startups talk about it uh very openly uh they are a little conservative when it comes to crypto i think it's just a matter of time in the next few months or quarters you will see that difference i'm starting to see that difference where people want to start up something and they 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 are waiting for regulations to come if you see some positive why from the government I, i'm sure you will see thousands of new entrepreneurs jumping into the space and and creating maybe you know billion dollar companies out of it in the next few years yeah so i think uh, nitin you want to sort of add to this uh, yeah. to sort of said so, by sanjay and so yeah, i think um, just as you asked earlier future of money uh, what i meant is to say that i don't know if bitcoin is the future of currency right i don't i don't i think we we may have things we haven't even invented yet there, there may be some very new things just like you would not have imagined even google or, or etc in 1993 95 um, Bitcoin is the future of gold. 
and there may be many other types of things that emerge as future of money but what is clear to me is that the future of money will be digital and more native to the internet and that's the internet is the is the fabric of our lives and I, there's no reason why money will not also be reinvented um on the india part yeah i think just to add um i think all of us want to see india become more prosperous uh, in our lifetimes hopefully and i think the only reason only ways it can happen is leapfrogs right it services was a leapfrog mobile adoption was a leapfrog this is another leapfrog if we don't do it it's for us to lose whether it's capital coming in for sme financing whether it's uh, the wealth of our citizens being hedged from other risks and and being in a more native global uh, internet money whether it is job creation whether it is innovation in general i think for all these reasons and we've written extensively about it in the past um you know it needs to have a framework for for uh, for looking at even maybe other countries right now for example so one of the things right now is india doesn't have to reinvent the wheel there are some very good examples of regulation in other countries so we just have to localize it a bit but yes it takes a lot of effort and it's a it's a steep learning curve but i think the future is bright i think i agree that there has been a little bit of an inflection in the last few months hopefully that continues uh we are very clear we will keep uh, supporting blockchain startups from from india building for the world okay thank you i think we had a very meaningful discussion today i think at least for all of those who will be listening and watching to this will be significant takeaways to take home uh, my personal submission at the end of this conversation really is to answer to just adding the point of leapfrogging innovation i don't think there is any aversion to the idea of accepting new technologies just at in the entire cryptocurrency conversation at the stake is something just extremely important and integral to everyday's life which is money and when you deal with something like money which is a legal tender by the central authority of a country you are just trying to be extremely extremely cautious in terms of the concept the blockchain technology what can do i think there's growing acceptance from the industry at in general but to have the cryptocurrency as the currency to exchange and trade i think the jury is still out on that one especially for india i think on that note i would like to conclude this uh, but before i get off time for quick rapid fire just like two questions i have for all of you i'll begin with the money man here how much did you make from the coinbase ipo nitin i didn't think you were talking about me when you talk about money man that that i am not the money man here i have nothing to do with the coinbase ipo okay so make your first reaction with the coinbase ipo volume numbers you must be thinking of that dream when this will just happen in india right yeah i'm just uh, hoping that india will also come up with 100 billion dollar companies in the next 5 years uh, india has the potential it's a 2 trillion dollar market and in the next 5 years i i uh, you know i expect it will go to 10 trillion dollars as well and india should at least have 10 to 20% of that at least on the lower side so india should also have 100 billion dollar companies coming in the coinbase ipo was a very uh, proud moment for us simple reason being because coinbase is a strategic investor in coin d6 so coinbase we are very actively uh, in touch with the coinbase team they have invested their early investors right so it's just a proud moment and if and and you know we keep sharing ideas uh, thoughts and i i feel that india should also uh, you know come up with uh, multiple not just one like multiple 100 billion dollar companies in the next 5 10 years uh, in this domain india has the potential india has so many entrepreneurs that mindset and you know in fintech you know is india is already ahead then why just lose out on this bus i think it's a massive trillion dollar opportunity uh, we should definitely catch up and india should get the love and, and you know the, it deserves uh, in, in terms of this space the entrepreneur is the money man <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, Sanjay, your advice to the money men out there. Last two-minute advice. No, no, I think. What about uh, regulators here? Yeah, I think more for the regulators. Maybe I think India is uh, uh, crypto is the pinnacle of fintech, right? It's finance technology at its at its very best uh, at innovation. And India is the hub for it. Like you look at look around, there are techies and there are finance people. India India has produced one of the greatest minds in both domains. Now we can't lose out on this. Like in if if there has to be a hub globally for uh, cryptocurrencies, blockchain, it has to be India. It's a no brainer. Now we can't we can't miss out on it. And the government should really think about it. There are there is Gift City. There are so many innovative things that have been done in India. There is India Stack, fintech development, all of it. I think we really need to catch the next wave of it and make India the hub for global uh, blockchain slash cryptocurrency players. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. I think I had a lovely conversation with all of you, and I mean to do a second dispatch of this very soon. Uh, you know, just to go in detail into this narrative on cryptocurrency and perhaps understand a little more about the cryptos being talked about because we kind of scratched the surface today, set the tone for the future conversations. It was very important to have this episode out there to un- to understand and see where we are in the status quo bit in the Coinbase IPO. I would like to understand more about. Bitcoin, Ethereum, the new cryptos, and where exactly is India in the value chain? Thank you for your time and energy to this, and wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for Thank having you us so much. much. Thank you. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.